retro anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Brian, Lynette, and Vic. How's it going, everyone? What up? All right, in this episode, we fall into the world of post-apocalyptic cyborgs as we talk Battle Angel Alita. Battle Angel, known in Japan as Hyperfuture Vision Gunma, or Gunmu, is a 1993 OVA based on the Battle Angel Alita manga series by Yukito Kishiro. It is directed by uh, Hiroshi Fukutomi and jointly produced by KSS, Movic, Animate, and of course, Madhouse. Uh, the OVA comprises two episodes, corresponding respectively to volumes one and two of the manga, with some differences and serving as sort of a compressed preview for the manga. Um, According to... Um, sir, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Sir, I, I, I know I'll wait a little bit later to interrupt, but I got a question for you. Can you say the whole thing about who made it one more time? Because sure. you, you put a certain inflection on it. I think it needs to be... Go ahead, please. Do you mean the the creator manga series by Yukito Kishiro? And it is directed by Hiroshi Fukutomi. And uh-huh. jointly produced by KSS, Muvik, Animate, and of course, Madhouse. Now, now it's the Madhouse part that, that, that got me when you first said it. Because... Yeah. You said it with like you were mad at the house, and I, oh, I was never like hmm. you always gotta emphasize Madhouse. <laughs> so the reason you emphasize Madhouse is because we've covered so much Madhouse anime in this show that at this point I'm I'm surprised if it's not Madhouse. So what you're saying is if they were to do a um, a Google search of the most said phrases that we said, number one would be Super Dimensional Fortress Macross. And then number two would be Madhouse. That's probably accurate because yeah, we, we've we've talked about Mad Madhouse has done quite a few of anime that we've covered, and this yeah. is of course. And honestly, looking at this anime, you can tell. Like the second I started watching, I went, oh, this is this is Madhouse. Like I could just tell. Uh, they they have a, a definite uh, style to their work. Uh, so it was it was pretty apparent. Um. Anyway, uh, according to circle back to my intro, according to uh, Kishida, only two episodes were originally planned since at the time he was too busy with the manga, wasn't really serious about having an anime adaptation. Joke's on him, because <laughs> he should have had more anime. I imagine we're going to get back to that, but it does feel yeah. like this is unfinished. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's uh, a lot missing. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, in, you know, this is only the first two volumes of the manga. So the basic plot, for those of you who may not know, uh, Alita is Hyper Future Vision uh, Gunmu, uh, and they. This is one of those anime that when it came out, they they saw fit to change a lot of names. So things get a little confusing depending on who you're talking to, depending on which version they've seen. Uh, so. We will be probably using Alita more than anything else because that's the version that's most prominent here in the United States. But some of you will know it as as Galley, as uh, you know, Battle Angel uh, Ganmu, as uh, Hypervision, Hyperfuture Vision Ganmu. It's like it's got a million different names, and some of the characters' names have been changed as well. So uh, whatever version we're talking about, we're probably going to be talking about the U.S. names. 
just heads up. But the basic plot is pretty simple. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. In the distant future, young cyborg is found on a scrap heap by a cyborg doctor who rebuilds her and kind of becomes her surrogate daddy. And it's more, it's like an explorative story of a, a young girl figuring out who she is and and so on and so forth. Kind of amnesia story. The anime is very short and I think it was 80 vision was the one that the version that we saw originally yes. when this dropped and it was, it had to be, I didn't realize that this was 1993 when this came out. I thought for sure it predated that, which means by the time we saw it, it must've been 94 probably. Yeah. 94, 95. Yeah. So I, I was, I was surprised how much later in my developmental years that this came out because to me, I felt like I'd seen it earlier and that it influenced me more. But as a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. I'd seen so much other anime by the time I got to this, you know, I'd, I'd seen a ton. I guess that speaks to what it is like quality wise that it felt more important to me, like, a you know, more formative. I don't know. I don't even remember when I picked it up. I don't even think I did pick it up. I think it was one of y'all picked it up. And I ended up watching one of your copies. Um, <laughs> Lynette, had you ever seen anything Alita prior to this? I had to check because I know we do this to you a lot. So I wanted to make sure. <laughs> that is so funny. This is, this is like the best thing ever. I get to see. I get to watch all new animes. <laughs> awesome. Sometimes they're misses. But, you know, most of the time they're hits. So it's great. So so this one's... Uh, this one's I. I loved this when I first saw it. It was beautiful. And, and the very story was, was intriguing cybernetics and sort of, sort of cyberpunk, sort of just more post-apocalyptic. Uh, and this was just the run of the mill. This was sort of par for the course for anime at that time. Right. We'd been seeing things lots like lots of cyberpunkish exactly. stuff. Yeah. Lots time. of that coming out. Um, but this one was, was, it was very interesting. I, I liked how it begins with her as garbage. Literally. Right, she's literally garbage. And and then she's like, has to figure out who she is from learning that, well, you know, I found you in a, in a garbage dump. So it's, I imagine that's probably more meaningful to some than, than to me. I just thought it was an interesting, interesting way to start with your hero. Well, <laughs> honestly speaking, that, that's actually par for the course for you. Because <laughs> the reason why I say this is because I would say it and you'd be like, oh, yeah. One of your favorite Disney movies is Aladdin. Through that. So basically, we're talking about the whole diamond in the rough. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was just for you. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's, I, I love a good underdog story. I, I, I even root for underdog movies. Like, I just, it's something I... I enjoy about I don't know watching them triumph or watching something that people just say it's gonna suck and it's really good. This isn't one of those things. This is actually it's a very good story. But like you said earlier, Brian, you kind of hinted to it. It is it's very unfinished, and that's unfortunate <laughs> because as we established, they didn't ever want to make any more. So my thought is, if you're only gonna make two finish the story like give it an ending 
I mean, don't be George R. R. Martin about it, you know, like if you're going right. <laughs> to story, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep writing the novel some fucking day. But for this, you know, like give it an ending. I don't know. And he was involved. Like he should have given it. So the ending sucks. That's all I'm saying. But that's common for a lot of anime in that time period. The endings suck. Fist of the North Star, the ending sucked. Vampire Hunter D, the ending sucked. This is just more <laughs> that kind of this is just not really an ending. Very open ended. I think that's because it's a manga. And and that happened a lot uh with a lot of anime. They they started out with a manga. Oh, we're gonna make this manga into an anime, and then they do it and then they catch up to the to the to the manga, and then they either have to stop or or the infamous filler episodes. The filler episodes. <laughs> and no one wants 50 plus episodes of filler. Seriously. In so, a row. That is such a testament of how far we've come. <laughs> like, we can't, we, we only got two episodes of Battle Angel. Meanwhile, One Piece holds the record for the most episodes ever. No, it doesn't actually. Oh, not, wait. Is it the most episodes? No, I think someone else actually has that. I don't even know, man. I haven't seen it, so that's and I and now it's it's come too far. It's one of those things where it's like I can't watch it now. This is just too fucking much of it. I'll never finish. I'll never catch look, up. <laughs> look, I feel the same way about Bleach. Feel, <gasps> oh, oh, oh my god, Lynette almost killed me. Lynette almost killed me. <laughs> oh my god, Lynette almost killed me. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the characters in this. Uh, a lot of it is pretty stereotypical, uh, basic character stuff. Doctor Ito is is very much a father figure, and and it, so I have a problem. I have to back up. Sorry, I have a problem in that I've seen the live action movie by Robert Rodriguez, which does an incredibly good job of fleshing out these characters. Oh my gosh! Where the anime just doesn't touch it, and and the anime is like going through these beats so much faster than in the movie and the, the movie oh, takes yeah. time to to earn these moments so it's it is it a little hard to revisit this because i i expected more now visually a feast for the eyes character design it's, of this is so nice it, it's very very rare that when you're watching a movie as also like we can talk about how many other translations that have happened and occurred that's gone from OVA into live action. This was one of the first ones that I felt like they they went in on this one. On, they, on. they did their homework? <laughs> yeah. No, they uh, did it. Much to the detriment of this anime. So it's, it's problematic because, again, mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd, it, we're coming at this so many years later and and now it has kind of been surpassed. If we had covered this anime in 2012. That's it. That's the word. We, we would be talking. About, it was surpassed. We'd be talking about something different. But now the live action movie exists. And God help me. I've, I'm saying it. The live action movie is far superior to this product. Superior. <laughs> and I, I like, can honestly what happens say this. happens twice the running time. Yo, this may be the like only time matter. I ever say this. <laughs> So Ito, I liked Ito. Um, I liked 
I liked the way he was, you know, he was that that every man. Yet he's a fucking like cyber doctor genius motherfucker. And he he but he's he's kind hearted and he, he takes care of the people in, in, in what are we gonna call it? Iron City? Scrap Town? Uh, it's got it's got four different names. Let's go with Iron City. He takes care of all the citizens of Iron City, doesn't care if he's getting paid. Because he's secretly out killing motherfuckers, but mostly because he's just trying to be a good person, and I, I love all that. And he's very protective of Alita, very fatherly to her, and I, I appreciate that. I appreciated it way more in the movie when they gave it more meaning. She's a surrogate to him, and I was like, God damn, that's a good touch. Um, but I still felt it in the anime. I I I, I think that the word recently. I have started uh, equating a lot of character tropes to things that I've seen, like in Marvel, because that is something that has always stayed with me. Right? Edo has what he what I I'm coming to dub as he he has a lot of red in his ledger. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, sure. I have used lots the and lots of red. Thing. He does. It does seem like he's making amends for for his life in Zalem, and and it, and he has he feels like he has a lot. But you don't realize that. And I imagine if we had to do a comparison between the manga and the OVA, I mean the series, and then we had to do a comparison between the manga and the the film that came out, we're going to see that there's more similarities between the manga and the film and we'll see that he's lost his daughter and he's trying to make up for not being able to save her dude that i don't is- know i don't know i'm sorry to mean to cut you off i don't know if that's in the manga but if it's not fucking hell that's a fantastic spin on that character it's definitely not in the anime but that matter chirin's not in the manga either they created that character for the anime um so his that relation, is, yeah, oh, it's that bonkers, right? Mm-hmm. His relationship with Chirin adds a lot to the anime, and she didn't exist in the manga at all. And then to take that character that was created for the anime and then incorporate her into a manga based storyline ish that they did for the movie elevated her character even more. Like, they really took. Somebody that just didn't exist in this lore and just made her mean something. It was pretty impressive. Like the whole Harley Quinn thing just before Harley Quinn. There you go. True story. But yeah, she wasn't she wasn't in in the manga. It's in fact there it's interesting. Like if you I usually try to do a little bit of research for an anime before we talk about it. So I'll I'll go in and I'll I'll read the wiki page. I'll, I'll dig through the IMDb. I'll look for interesting tips, things that I can find out. The wiki page for this OVA over half of it is just telling you differences between the manga and the anime. That's a lot. But what's interesting about that is in reading these differences, find out that the live action film has more in common with the manga than the anime does. Did just say that. I did just say that. You did just say that. Yes. Um, so it's Maybe like as eloquently as my new caster friend here. <laughs> I just find it very interesting that they were able to take I'm trying really hard not to make this episode about the movie, but I'm going to talk about the movie a lot um, because to me, watching the movie made me uh, put me in a place to better appreciate the anime and the overall story. Yeah. Because I had like more story to it. Like I, I, I could mentally 
attribute things from the movie into this anime like because they did a really good job taking the visual styling and some of the things that they changed from the manga to the anime and then incorporating those back into the live action movie it's it's this is a very intricately woven web it's actually the best i would honestly say it's probably the best live action adaptation i've ever seen i will not argue with that as far as anime to film adaptations it's it's my top of the line. And, and I'm not even just talking about from an anime perspective. I'm even incorporating Marvel. I'm even incorporating DC. I mean, they put in some work on this one. For just the two hours that they used, they put in some work on this on, on, on the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely feel... Um, so, it's it's a known fact that uh, James Cameron was in love with the Alita story. He was a huge fan of the anime, fell in love with it. Uh, Guillermo del Toro introduced him to the anime, said he would love it. He did. And he became obsessed with the manga. Then he wanted to make a movie or a series or something with this character he was in love with. And he never got around to it because blue space aliens and doing their dances with wolves bit. So... He uh, he had no choice but to hand the project off, lest it just never be made. So he got Robert Rodriguez in to, to do the movie version. The reason I bring this up is because you can tell how much they loved Alita in how much intricate care they put into making the film version of it. And, and every... I'll say this. Every beat in this anime, every beat that matters, every moment that is just jaw-droppingly cool is in the movie and 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 sometimes done better most times done better <laughs> i agree i agree it's a master class of what happens when you respect the source material yeah. exactly a lot of other movies tend to go out of their way to just try to make their interpretation of it their version of it and god does it fail sometimes it really does i i love that uh Shiro was involved in, in the making of, of all of these. That's, that's great. He was involved heavily with the anime. He was involved heavily with the movie. That is great when you can get the creator to be a part of the project, passionately part of the project. That's just great news. That's awesome. Uh, and and it, it proves the point that if you respect the source material, the end product can be great. Because the thing you fell in love with is still there. You don't, it doesn't have to change. So we just did Ghost in the Shell, and we thought about how, we talked about how thought provoking that that made us, right? This, if, if anything, it felt like it solidified a lot of those 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 questions that we had. Um, yeah, I remember watching iRobot, you know, and, and apparently that's from Isaac Asimov, yes. right? Yeah, yep, and. I realized that iRobot was one of the first mediums outside of uh, anime because they, I don't know if they're pulling from Isaac because, you know, Isaac is from the 60s, from the 50s to 60s, right? So it was asking us the big questions. Yes, we're talking about enhancements. Are those enhancements really what we want? And, you know, and, and iRobot, you're saying, yeah, do you really want to have robot slaves? Well, what happens when they decide to uprise against you? Same thing with the Matrix. 
I have never felt. It's like, have we not seen Exo Squad? Right. It feels like I have never been further away from not wanting to have cybernetic legs in my life. <laughs> this, yeah. So this movie, this anime, it, it's uh, it's like the dark alley of like if cyberpunk. Yo, dark. oh motherfucker! <laughs> Did you just come up with that? Or were you sitting on that? <laughs> just right off the cuff, motherfucker. <laughs> this that's what this is right this whole anime is this is the back alley street deals of of cybernetics this is it's dark it's and it's twisted in the mindset um uh, hugo he's literally jacking people's parts <laughs> to make a living not in the way that that just sounded yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. get your head out of the hentai episode and and join <laughs> us here he's literally carving metal parts out of people and 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 scrapping them and it's how he's making it's how he's 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 making a living is he's trying to save up his money to live his dream and go which by the way just to switch gears for a sec that kid was obsessed with zalem to an alarming degree he needed a different hobby i would like also say that it was the difference between the ova i mean between the series and the movie they captured his innocence, if you yeah. will. Right. The, the, the economy of the two sides yeah. of him. I'm a sweet face, baby face. Who cuts people up? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I may be cute and adorable, but I'm still taking your spine. Guys, yeah, guys, right? guys. He didn't kill anybody, all right? He just took their limbs, <laughs> their spine, and, you know, the metal spine. <laughs> it's just man uh, so there's a little bit of um dare i say there's a little bit of a romeo and juliet thing kind of going on with with alita and hugo in the sense of alita falls for hugo really fucking fast not oh, just yeah, what? <laughs> not just in the movie the movie's a little more earned obviously because they have more time to build that romance up but in the anime god damn she is in love with him from moment one. And I'm like, sweetie, there are other guys in Iron City, I assure you. <laughs> the first one that dropped down the ladder is not Romeo. We could possibly figure try to figure out why they decided to go that route. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just alarming to me. Look, I, I get that a lot of this parallels and I may be speaking out of turn, so correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of this seems to parallel the emotions of a young girl, like a budding young girl. Like you you fall in love quickly, you think you're in love deeply. It's you're also trying to figure out your own identity and who you are and, and yet break away from your caring but maybe a little overprotective father. And there's a lot of that sort of young girl teenage angst thing going on, even though she's roughly three, four hundred years old. Um, <laughs> that and you know her adoptive father runs around with a freaking rocket hammer. Pretty baller. Come on. Who happens to be right though? <laughs> Something about father instincts. Yeah, yeah. Let's give Edo credit. Um, <laughs> every aspect of this film is uh, this. This anime is designed very well, uh, and you can tell that they they brought in they, they focused a lot on on the qualities of the manga. Edo's rocket hammer thing is baller it's just cool 
and and what a thoughtful weapon for a hunter to have. So I like that in the in, in the anime they don't really talk about it, but in the movie they bring it up that the guns are outlawed in Iron mm-hmm. City. So it immediately addresses why nobody just shoots anybody, which I appreciated. Um, would have been great if I'd have found that out 20 years sooner when I watched the anime. Um, the four, um, yeah, 30 years soon? Anyway. Yeah, valid point, considering, you know, everyone's ripping each other apart with, you know, blades or robotic hands or, you yeah. know, anything mechanical possible, but no one's shooting anything. Right, no projectiles. Even a laser. You can have you can have chain chain blade fingers, but you can't have. Although to be fair, those weren't weren't exactly regulation either. But it's all it's all it's all kind of samurai, right? Swords and bladed weapons and things like that, and and less less guns and pew pew stuff. Um, pew 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 pew. pew. No lasers, you know. So I thought that was that was kind of cool because it kept it a little more. You're dealing with cyborgs. So to to take that element out of it, like you think about like a lot of cyborg, like bubblegum crisis and things like that. Everybody's got guns. Everybody's got rockets and fucking boomers got goddamn, you know, rocket jetpacks and they can, you know, orbital fly cannon. Like, cannon. orbital beam cannons, you know, none of that shit exists here. Uh, so I kind of appreciated it because while it that's sort of the post-apocalyptic part of it, like everything's sort of stuck down on the ground. It's like high tech, low tech at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And and another thing that I, I appreciated about it was uh, how very clearly they, they drew the caste system. They're the elites, the one percenters up in their high tower, their floating city. Mm-hmm. And then there's everybody else. Anybody with even the remote level of imperfection or illness or defect or any of that, and you're down here in the... In the you're evicted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, second chances too. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Once once you're done on the planet, there's no coming back. So I I just lie. The lie for we're going to send you back up. Yeah. It wasn't a lie. <laughs> it was a technicality. It has a little asterisk. He didn't lie. <laughs> we'll send you back. <laughs> That's why you always have to qual. You have to get clarifications. Like, how am I going back? Am I going back? Didn't read the terms and conditions. (laughs) (laughs) Always read the paperwork. Get the fine print, people. (laughs) We learned from Ghost in the Shell. Read the terms and conditions. Uh (laughs) Look, but look. Not only, not only did they. You want to talk about fucked up? Not not only did they uh, kill them. You paid money to get killed. You paid money to be harvested as spare parts for someone. Paid a lot of money. Like I don't know. I, I don't know much about how the credit system works in this world, but yeah, don't know the conversion rate. But yeah, <laughs> it seemed like Hugo been doing it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Since he was like ten, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I do admit that's a subplot that I wish they would have fleshed out in the movie was how Hugo's brother had been killed and and you know that's sort of his motivation. That would have been a little that would have been nice. Rather than just the dream of being a one percenter. It, like it was driven by his brother. And I, I think that that was a nice touch in the anime that would have been uh, uh, interesting to see flesh. Even if you think about just what they were saying. They're they're basically 
we talk about cost of living, right? And as midlife musings, we understand how important the cost of living increase is, right? Mm-hmm. This man had over what five hundred thousand or million credits. He yeah, like it was like there was the word million in there. He had like one and a mm-hmm. half million credits or something like that. It was right. like a lot of fucking money. And even then, that was barely enough to get him harvested. Mm-hmm. How much? <laughs> yeah, he was short by almost half a mil. Right, right, yeah. That was only enough to get him harvested. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Only enough for that. So yeah, it's a pretty rough world down there in Iron City. <laughs> I feel so many parallels to that chasing the dollar. Sure thinking that you're going for the better life only to find out that yeah your spare parts just another piece of the machine it's i love that we did this one after after uh, ghost in the shell because like you said brian it sort of answers some of those questions that might be it's you know residual uh after seeing that but i alita is major sense of all that's left is really just some brain mm-hmm. Everything else is is manufactured, and she's an elite killing machine, same as the major. But she owns her humanity. Like Alita is, I won't say alarmingly human, but she's, I don't know, like overwhelmingly embracing the human, the humanity in her, and it's not a lot there, right, physically. So it's kind of it's kind of a, a flip on the whole idea of Ghost in the Shell, where you know, are you human? It's like you know what, you're human. You're as human as you want to be. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to be physically human to be fucking humane. Motherfucker. And she shows that. Yo, all right. How? This is not musings right now. This is just fucking just knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> You're dropping knowledge bombs right now. You don't have to be human to be humane. As I look at my cat, as we look at Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just, I don't know, there's something so endearing about her innocence, right? Yet underneath all that is somebody who's willing to fight and die. Literally, thank you, movie, give your heart. Cease to exist to help someone you love's dreams come true. That's so... And he pisses it all away. Throws <laughs> it away! <laughs> like, oh, Thanks! Like, when somebody gives you, like, bottled water, and you're like, this is an avion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Hugo's an idiot. What are you going to do? Uh, is it Hugo or Hugo? It depends on what you're watching, right? So in the in the uh, anime we watched, it was Hugo, and in the film, it was Hugo, and in the, uh, I think in the manga, it's Hugo. It was Bob. Yeah, in the manga, <laughs> it was Bob. Um, <laughs> no, it's it it is it is Hugo. Yeah, the Viz translation had it as Hugo, I think, as well. Right, the Viz but translation. The door, the door that you know she was waiting for him by. Right, said Hugo. <laughs> yeah, his his dwelling, as I can call it. Yeah, it had a a, a sign that said Hugo. N three hundred five. Represent. Um. So. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Hugo. Hugo is a. I'm going with Hugo just because. Why not? Uh, he was a he was a pretty pretty damaged dude, uh, and Alita deserved better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, one thing I never figured out, and I can't 
I've found no information about this whatsoever is why Alita. And in the anime or in the manga, she's called Gally. Mm-hmm. And in the Japanese uh, anime, the o- oh yeah, she's called Gally. For some reason, she's Alita in the U.S. And I never figured out why. Couldn't find any notes about it. Couldn't find any tips or anything. So if anybody listening to the episode knows the answer to that, please let me know because I really do want to know why and Alita. We're stacking the information from both longtime listeners and short-time listeners on that one. Yes, anyone. Please give me the answer. I want an answer. Hey, Alita Army. I know you guys are probably going to check this out. Let me know uh, why it's why it's Alita, because I don't know. I do like that in the uh, live action film, Hugo calls her Allie, like short for Alita. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like sounds a, like Galley. Like in between. Yeah, it kind of sounds like Galley. I'm like, all right, cool. I, I accept uh, this. This works for me. But yeah, I don't I know. I was never able to figure out why name change was necessary. Um, I guess just more of that localization bullshit that seems to happen. Yeah, and name changes were quite the disastrous uh, major thing back then. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do, Rick Hunter? Uh- <laughs> but that's a lot of salt on that. A lot of salt. <laughs> a lot of salt. Uh, what can I say? A little salty. <laughs> One of the things that was kind of interesting is is sort of the evolution of the villains in this. We had how did they say his name in the anime? It was, uh, you're talking about Gruishka. Yeah, that guy, right? Who I call Gruishka because of the film. Um, we'll stick with that. <laughs> let's go with it. Uh, it's kind of cool because I guess the character is sort of an amalgamation of other characters from the manga. And then, and then the movie's like an amalgamation of characters from the anime. So really like the characters she fights in live action film are like five different characters rolled into one. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of an interesting thing. Well, probably uh, let you know, let them you know blend out the rest of the story a bit more. I, I, I every decision that was made uh, in the evolution of this product, from a manga to an anime to a live action film, every every decision they made made sense to me. There's never a point in like, why did you bother to do that? Uh, with the exception of the name change, still don't know why. But the character, uh, the blending of characters to tell a tighter narrative all makes sense to me it's it's not unheard of it, it made a lot of sense so why are you going to introduce a character who's zero purpose other than dying in one scene but loved that character that gruishka sort of just he's a great villain and a heel i don't want to say a villain but he was a heel he was a great pawn they do a great job in uh and that's the one thing they really didn't connect in with in the movie is that he's he's doing this as a serial killer yeah, yeah, he's he's fucked in the head serial killer. Yeah, in the movie, they sort of tie it all into the factory. Like, everything they're doing is in service of Vector, which is in service of Nova. It's like this whole conspiracy kind of thing. But yeah, Did you, even, the... you didn't even hear about Nova in the series. No, yeah, the OVA Nova's just not it. Thank God, because they clearly weren't going to touch on that thread in the two episodes they had. So I'm glad because if they would have tried to shoehorn in this big bad, that would have just collapsed. I think it's with Nova and then finding out that she's how badass she really is. Yeah. Oh my gosh! When they find the ship in the in the uh, <laughs> I missed that. I, I uh, yeah. I I I get why they put her in the berserker armor in the anime right away berserker body it makes perfect sense they ain't got time to tell that story 
It was only an hour between the two episodes. There's no time for that. She has a first body, gets a berserker body thing. They just put her right in the berserker body. Totally get it. It works stylistically. It's really cool. <laughs> she's got those all her like knee high boots with the metal buckles around, and she's got that trench coat. She's she looks fucking yeah. awesome. Excellent character design. She's instantly recognizable. And and I appreciate that. She's it, just a great character. And it contrasts so well with who she's fighting. But that's uh, sort of the martial arts of it all, right? Like your size right. size matters not, right? She's mm-hmm. this tiny little girl and she's battling this mountainous cybernetic beast. And then uh, she's battling in the anime. She's battling. I, I, I want to call him Thunder from Big Trouble in Little China because he's got that big uh, flat head. <laughs> his name was Ajax. In the, uh, is his name Ajax? In no. Deadpool guy? The guy that killed Hugo's brother and, and Hugo in the anime. Oh, uh, his name starts with a Z. Man. I'm going to find him. Hold up. One second. Uh, Z, Z, Z. One who had like the, the, the Renegon. No, his name was not Ajax. He's the guy that played Ajax in uh <laughs> Deadpool, my bad. Deadpool, it's green. All right, so (laughs) you mean Francis? (laughs) (laughs) My bad, my bad. Yeah, in the live action film, Ed Screen, uh, play screen, screen. I don't know. Ed, Ed fans can be mad at me. He plays Japan, right? And Japan in the movie has a very fleshed out role. He's very much a a, a foil for Alita. Is a tiny ass little part. Only purpose in the anime is exposing Hugo as a parts hoarder, thief, scrapper. That's it. That's all he does. They don't even call him by name. He just you could tell by looking at the character that that's who he is. And then, you know, it's but yeah, in the in the movie it's of course much more fleshed out. They had an extra hour or so to play with. <clears throat> no, he's great. He he's great. I, I love that character. He's he's so there's so much to the vanity of him. And the arrogance of him. The van- Motherfucker, you're <laughs> hitting out the park. <laughs> He's so good. He's a great character. Uh, I love to hate him. <laughs> but but yeah, in the anime, he's not he's not used at all. Uh, no, I'm talking about, like I said, the guy with the big flat, like wanting to be a, a samurai looking motherfucker. Pepper, he, he was like, he was like, what happens if you badly cosplay Empire Hunter D? Oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you have a limited budget and you want to play Vampire Hunter D? Oh, that's that, great. That was his character. Yeah. does have that vibe about him, Madhouse. <laughs> Look what you did, Madhouse. Zariki, yeah, his name is Zariki. Um, so his character design is great, but it's so out of place with the rest of these characters. These characters are very... I don't want to say organic. They're not organic. They're the opposite. They're very clunky, right? Like, Grishka is this... Like it looks like parts are just fucking bolted onto him. Like, he's just... Like, somebody took apart a car and strapped it to a human. Like, that's... A he. What's that? A caricature. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like, in a... Like, it's, it's thoughtful. Like, he looks, like, intentionally complex. And then you get this Zariki guy who is... In a, like a green unitard with like the hat and, and he's got the Darth Maul thing going on before Darth Maul did it. So it was sort of just kind of out of place. It was very Madhouse. That's that's all. It's, I mean, maybe that's how he looked in the manga, but he felt out of place to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
So I'm this are going to be at the door now talking about, hey, buddy, this shit worked. Yeah. All right. No, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, all right. I, I welcome the judgment. You can find Rick in uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> yep. Look for me in Las Vegas. Shiny, beautiful Sin City. <laughs> in the dark alleys. You can find Rick in the dark alleys. The dark, yes, in the dark, unseedy underbelly of Zalem. Uh, yeah, this this film. It speaking of the dark, seedy underbellies. I I love, I love how on the nose it is with the caste system and how it is with like the societal disproportionate wealth distribution, and and how on the nose that is for something that came out when it did. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty scary how accurate that has gotten. Like even more so. I mean, let's just go ahead and say it. Nova is probably Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did recently, I did recently make the decision I'm not going to buy a Tesla. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I you know, just point it out, kind of on the nose. I can't argue against that thought. Do you think he's more <laughs> Jeff Bezos, though? No, no, man. No, Nova is definitely Musk. If anybody's Bezos, it's Vector. Hey, we'll buy your plane tickets to uh, uh, Zala. I'm going to ship you these bits. No, I'm going to body parts. I'm sorry. I would have to say that. I think it's reversed. You do? I don't know. I think Elon is is Vector. He's over here prime shipping all all these body parts monthly. He gets a good deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he makes money. And he, he makes money, you know, getting the parts, and he makes money selling the parts. I mean, How is that not business? I mean, if you think about it, you pay, what, $100, $200 a year just to get free two-day shipping. You're paying him to give you your stuff. Paying Vector <laughs> to get your parts that you need. I, do, I, I really yeah. just want to say for the record, I do love my Amazon Prime. That's not... <laughs> Let's not increase our rates. <laughs> I just yeah, we've, all, no. we've all been assimilated. Amazon. I just, like just want to ask. It's just. I just want to ask though. How is making Jeff Bezos Nova a better argument? <laughs> is it going to help yeah. your Amazon rates? Well, uh, <laughs> 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 Look, I just don't want to die right now. All long make long. sure you make sure you keep on paying the Amazon fee. Yeah, just pay the fee. You're fine. <laughs> They're all longtime listeners, you know. So <laughs> let's um, <laughs> let's take a minute and just do what we want to do here, which is let's honestly compare live action adaptation of this to say the live action adaptation of other anime, like everyone's like we had just recently spoken about Ghost in the Shell, or I don't know what's another one. That's Dragon Ball. <laughs> Dragon Ball. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Or Avatar, the last Airbender. Yeah, there you go. Like this is, let's just call it what it is. We said it earlier. This is absolutely, probably the best uh, adaptation you'll ever see. Roni Kenshin, kind of the live action for that one was kind of close. It was pretty damn enjoyable good. as yeah. far as accuracy goes. That one's yeah. pretty nice. Uh, yeah, characters are immediately recognizable. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop is actually pretty good too. Hey, you are not going to hear me argue that point. I thought I enjoyed it. 
beboppers out there are going to hunt me down and shoot me, that's fine. Uh, I thought the live action series was excellent. I wish they would have got more. Not had a chance to start it yet, but I've got a huge backlog of everything. I thought that they had some great character choices in uh for Cowboy Bebop. So when we talk about Bebop the, uh, in that episode, I'm definitely coming back to that part. Oh, we'll we'll definitely circle back. And and I know there's going to be a few of these where we uh, talk about an anime that has now had a live action adaptation because we're in that world now where the stuff we watched is now considered in vogue and we can make live action adaptations of things, which is kind of wild to think about. You think yeah, about even 15 years ago, that was like, yeah. Think about sitting down with a studio and trying to pitch Alita in 1995. Oh, God. This just wouldn't, it just wouldn't happen. And if it did, it would have been horrible. Ito would have been played by David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would have been rough. They would have done something like Sharon Stone would have been Alita. <laughs> like, it just would have been all kinds of wrong. You know uh, what? I think they probably would have got one other writer for, for Alita. <laughs> yeah, but then Corey Feldman for Hugo. You remember when we used to when we used to uh play who is going to be with the X-Men? Who would you who, cast? Who, yeah, everybody does fan casting. <laughs> yeah, I remember everyone that. does that. Yeah. yeah. Fan casting's still huge, man. People still get into it. I mean, hell, fan casting is how we got John Krasinski as uh is Mr. Fantastic and uh, Doctor Strange. That was the fans bitching out of hell that that's what they wanted. Uh, that fucking movie. <laughs> we're not going to get into it, Brian. This isn't. Yes, this we're isn't, not talking about Evil Dead 4 right now. This isn't mindless midlife musings of the comic book nerd. <laughs> oh, that's the other show. That's our other show. That's, My bad. That's the other show, yeah. So, <laughs> so let's... Um, <clears throat> we'll go yeah, ahead and... Look forward. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and end. we're going to uh, try and wrap this up a little bit here. It's It's been very difficult to talk about this film in isolation, in an echo chamber, because of the existence of the live-action film. Uh, I've never read the manga, uh, to be clear. I have I know enough about the manga based on cursory like page flipping uh, upon seeing it. So that's about as far as I get with it. But I, I do know from reading how much heart and soul they put into the live-action movie to try and get it as close to the manga as they could while still retaining the beats of the anime. I'd also like to point out that the actors that they chose to play in the live action, they also did their homework. Christoph Waltz was fucking ridiculous as Edo. Christoph Waltz is fucking ridiculous in everything. Actually, no. <laughs> I didn't like him as Spectre. I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. I had hopes for him, Spectre, but that let me down. But you know what? That's midlife musings of the Bond nerd. So, <laughs> that's the other. It's the other other podcast. The other other podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm gonna. I'll go ahead and start off these these final thoughts uh, as best I can. I feel like it's been pretty clear though. Alita or Battle Angel Alita or Hyper Future Vision uh, Ganmu is is an excellent anime. It's a very short anime. It is not going to take a lot of your time. You're, it's an hour complete thing, top to bottom. So Even less if you skip the credits. <laughs> yeah, so you're not going to spend a lot of time with this. It's a really quick watch. It's gorgeous, truly. Madhouse knocks it out of the park, and every other studio involved, of course. Is it worth your time? No, not really. 
Yeah, sorry to say. It's beautiful. It's very nice. It's an excellent anime, but it's not worth your time. If you're going to commit hour to this anime, just give yourself the other hour plus and watch the live action movie. You're going to get more out of it. You're going to get more heart. You're going to get more story. You're going to get more drama. You're going to get more action. Dudes, I didn't even touch on the fucking motorball. Yo, um, what happened? You missed that. Oh, because it wasn't in the anime. Yeah. Fucking Motorball is awesome. And uh, the fact that it's not in the anime is a goddamn crime. So, yeah, I I loved the anime. I loved the anime when I was young. I loved the music. It had this, like, really great sort of orchestral score that was very intense, that boom, 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 boom. And I'm just like, damn, this is, shit's getting real. And I loved all of that. But it doesn't matter anymore because now I've got the live action movie, which excels at taking all of those beautiful beats from the anime and just pushing them a little bit further. So my final thoughts are Alita's wonderful. Battle Angel is is an excellent anime that you never have to watch. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm so I'm hurt by that. I'm gonna hand it over. I'm gonna hand it over. Let's, let's go across the board. Vic, what are your final thoughts on Battle Angel Alita? So I, I, I kind of agree and slightly disagree with you. I agree. It's wonderful. It's beautiful, and I think it serves as a great companion piece to the movie. So I agree. If it's like if you enjoyed the anime, watch the movie. If you watched the movie and you enjoyed it, watch the anime. It's like you can see what was picked up, what wasn't, what what needed to be fleshed out, but. You know, you you see, you know, the transition from manga to anime to movie done right. And, oh, that poor dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't even touch on that. Hey, this is one movie where they kill the fucking dog. Oh, the and poor dog. It, it, I, I appreciate that the anime didn't shy, shy away from it either. They're just like, I'm going to show this dog get, get samurai sliced. <laughs> In the movie, they're like, we're not showing... The dog died. It's just we're just not gonna do that. It's our well, line in the stand. The internet hate the movie. <laughs> and let's be honest, the internet did have an issue with the movie when it first, you know, was being shown off and everything because mm-hmm. of her eyes. And right, they and it's like within like two minutes of the movie starting, it doesn't bother you anymore. It doesn't fucking. You, matter. Do, you fall into the movie. You fall, and everything just works out. It you it really doesn't matter. Not to so, me. Yeah, it, it's like it's like a win-win. It's like if you watch one, watch the other one. You're not losing anything at all. You watch the other one, watch the first one. You're still not losing anything. So just watch both. <laughs> watch both. Enjoy it. You know you'll be happy in the long run. I respect that. You better, Lynette. Lynette, <laughs> you want to take us into take us into your oh, final thoughts? Yeah. I would say I agree to watch them both. I would I would treat the anime more like a teaser trailer. Right? So if you're like, you know, you want to watch something cool, then you play the two episodes, Alita, and then you go, you know, there's a movie. And then boom, you got them hooked. Right? So that's how I felt. Like, I, I enjoyed the two episodes, but it felt like it was on fast forward. A little, yeah. you know, like, founder, built her, in love, she's going to fight, she's going to do battle. Gets chopped up. Happened in the middle. <laughs> what, happened in the, what happened in the middle? <laughs> you know, so that's why. That's why I said like the two episodes. I, I feel like they're the teaser trailer, 
the movie. It's like, this is what could be. Someone could dedicate the time, the money, and the technology to to create this wonder. And and then someone just goes, hold my beer, and boom, there you go. You got Aaliyah. I guess that's a a pretty accurate description from you two, because... I think it did that in the in the intro is that the anime was intended as a preview to the manga mm-hmm. so it was intended mm-hmm. to get you hooked on the books so good on them good on them because it worked uh brian what do you got to say about angel alita i'm gonna take a different um, yes, no, you're not allowed to say anything negative okay go <laughs> <laughs> i think that there's a certain people that need to watch both if you are one of those people that say they never make the movie better than the book or than the cartoon, this is the one that you need to watch both so you can say, oh, well, they did. <laughs> if you happen to have been in the 90s and you decided that you wanted to adapt one of our prize street fighters or, or turn it into a live action movie and you fucked it up, like the motherfuckers that did uh Super Mario Brothers, they really need to watch this movie. This is a, this is a lesson how you're supposed to fucking do this. Double Dragon. There's another motherfucker that need to watch this one. So Punisher. Punisher. You should have watched this shit. If you're wondering how you should have done it and how you should have fucking acted, this is how it should have been done. You fucked up. <laughs> Not only did you fuck up, you fucked it up for... It took us 30 years <laughs> to get it right. You burn in hell. <laughs> you burn in hell. Because we should not have to wait 30 years to have an honest fucking translation from source material to movie. We shouldn't. It's fucking so, easy. Brian? So, I got one thing for you, Brian. That's <laughs> right. Slow clap. So, so what you're saying, if I may paraphrase, is that the people that should be watching all of this content are the people that fucked up every childhood memory we have. You Come did on. use the, you did use the word "fuck" in that. So, yes. <laughs> Wonderful paraphrasing. Done. I think we should also include anybody who's considering doing something like this in the future, too. Right. So right. you want to know how to do it right, watch Alita. And, and, and I would <laughs> I would even go so far to say that this is something that also has to go through partnerships. You know, you mentioned James Cameron partnered with Robert Rodriguez and and mm-hmm. and, 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 and it's it, it it does take an initial amount of love. Like anything that's going on with it, it, I detested Ryan Johnson and his butchering of the Star Wars universe. Butchering of it. (laughs) Because he wanted to prove that I think I know better. Now, this shit got popular because of Blessed the Tears and the money that we were fucking, instead of saving so we can go to Zalem, we spent on this shit here just for you to come back and say, you know what? I think I'd fuck you, the horse you rode on, and I hope that uh, uh, a hunter killer comes for you. And and that chops off your arm, chops off your manhood. Fuck. 
I think Brian's a little bitter of most of our translations throughout the decades. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very passionate. Uh, I feel I feel you. I feel you on this. This is the way it's supposed to be done. And if we have so more opportunities like this done, we will have better understandings of, of, of what it meant to be an anime nerd. Now it just makes it seem like well, anybody could have done it. No, no. It, it, it takes a special person. And it's amazing what you get when you respect the material. It's amazing what you get when you respect the material. Pierce. True story. I do want to take this moment to shout out to the Alita Army, the uh, internet movement that rallied behind the film to help it succeed. And it did succeed, ultimately. Uh, enough that there's hope that we'll get a second one, because I would really love to see more of it. So shout out to the hashtag Alita Army. That could, be, that could be brought back and fleshed out the rest of the way. There's not a lot of it currently done. You guys could complete what was done. Do it. I'm, I'm, I'm down to see more of this. I guess that's going to do it for our show. Um, so until next time, keep calm. And, and to quote film version, uh, do not stand in the presence of evil. Was that your first try? No, nah, give me another one. Give me another one. That's all you're getting out of me, man. That's what I got. (laughs) You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd, presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. For show notes and corrections, or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.